0: There's another girl with my name that apparently the bitch. lives in New Jersey, and I get all of the notices for her doctor's appointments Ooh. at this one clinic. And I'm pretty sure she was on the same labor schedule at, that I was with Killian. Like, every time I had an OBGYN appointment, like, she had one within a week. Mm. This was very strange. I kind of want to find her.
1: I just have a Hispanic couple that uses my email address when they go to the vet so that I keep getting all the updates about when their dog needs a new appointment. or.
0: Oh, great. Their is... dog's not getting heartworm medicine because of you.
1: It's not me. I didn't give them the email address. Is
0: this your Gmail addresses
2: that this is happening
0: to? No, this is my Hotmail one. Mine is my Gmail. One of my Gmail.
2: Well, so apparently Gmail by default will send an email with out a dot in it to an email address that has a dot if no. they're otherwise the exact same so i get stuff for a <sighs> all the time all yeah, the time. yeah
0: i was assuming it was like <laughs> i think that's the email it goes cuz i'm dot <laughs> so i was just like they probably you know i'm
1: leaving all didn't of the and put guys it in right i don't know this in this i'm not editing any of that
2: I don't care. Yeah, uh, my email is so full of nonsense at this point that I won't notice. All right.
1: I mean, we only have 30 listeners. That's, you know, <laughs> what are they, they going to do? you're going to get like... Send
0: me dog videos? At most, you're going to get like 10
1: dick pics. So We got 30 listeners and two thirds of them are women. So
2: Well, and apparently my email address has already been all over the dark web. So...
0: Oh. Yeah.
2: Oh. I get What'd that alert do? in my... I don't know, but like my credit <laughs> report thing says
0: are you buying or selling do they tell you that much no uh, we should find out
1: where are the Wayfair bodies what happened to them
0: so many questions <laughs> podcast.
1: Hey, it's like a drink with
0: death. Did that already happen? What's happening?
1: Uh, I don't know. Is that the start? Did we start just now?
0: (laughs) I don't know if you guys started before I logged in. No,
1: why would we do that?
0: That was the lowest energy intro I've ever heard. (laughs) I like it.
1: It's like a booze and spirits podcast or something, I guess. I was thinking
0: we could Ben Stein it. Booze? (laughs) Spirits? Bueller. Bueller? Bueller. Bueller.
1: Is this our show or are we gonna try that again? <laughs> I
0: feel like we should probably try that. Oh,
1: uh, okay. I was ready to run with it. I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll run with it. All right, that.
1: we're running with it. Hi everybody, welcome to the Business Spears Podcast. I'm Nick McDonald.
0: I'm Kate McDonald. And I'm Mel not McDonald. Mel not
2: McDonald.
1: You know, let's not get that started. That would I feel like that's a name that could stick.
0: Mel not
2: McDonald?
1: Yeah. Unless you're proud of that, if that's a badge of honor for know. you.
2: I'm I'm indifferent to it, I think. I have the most <laughs> common last name on the face of the planet, so, like... That's not true. Your last name is not Lee. It's the... This- oh, that's
0: true. The, Lee- the Lees worldwide, I think, have us beat. Oh. Yeah. L-E-E. Because it's one of the most common names yeah, yeah, in yeah. America. And I believe China.
1: I don't know. Nick Cannon's trying really hard to make there be an awful lot of cannons, so I don't know. That's true.
0: <laughs> Didn't he have, true. like, 30 kids in one year or something? I think it was, like, four different baby mamas in one year. Oh, but 30 total?
2: <laughs>
0: I think he's up to, like, eight.
2: No, it's more than that. <laughs> it's, some, it's... it's
0: some ridiculous- Well, uh, of course, no, that depends. He's not, he's not a fundamentalist Christian. It's not 30. I don't know. I I feel like they're not sister wives. They're just hoes.
1: Stupid, horrible people are breeding on mass. I don't have a problem with Nick Cannon trying to skew the numbers a little.
0: Do we know he's not a stupid, horrible person?
1: Well, I mean,
0: he's at least a step up. He
1: made some shitty comments about the Jews about a year ago, but then like he apologized for it and went and got him and you know like purposely went out and educated himself on why what he said was shitty. So
0: okay, I feel like there is some
1: valor in that.
0: A step in the right direction. Fun fact anti-semitism is not polite. Hmm. Weird. I
1: have to keep that on a little card, like, in my front pocket so I can pull it out and remind <laughs> myself every once in a while.
0: I got asked the other day if Killian was circumcised by someone that knows Sean is a Jew. I'm just like... Is he really? An Irish gypsy Jew, it makes no sense. <laughs> no, no it doesn't, but
2: more power to him. Like, if I actually gave any shits about any sort of religious spirituality or whatever, I would probably look into Judaism.
0: Because of the
2: Hanukkah and the Harlbride? I feel like um, it might be more rooted in actual events rather than just, like, I don't know, nonsense. This guy was- You want
1: to be Hollywood elite is what you're trying to say.
2: Well, duh. I mean, (laughs) everything that I do is uh, working towards that goal of being Hollywood elite.
1: I know, and yet- It makes sense. You're still so far away, it doesn't make, you know- uh,
2: Dude, um, I feel like everything I touch just takes me further from that goal, and yet I am not going to change my patterns or my- (laughs) Tactics one iota because I know what I'm doing.
1: You're here to change the system, not be part of the system. Yeah,
2: I'm here to bend the system's will to my own. There you go. Oh. Are you using the force? Um, no, because it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> All that I'm concentrating
0: and like. I think just watching
1: to- the new Star wars will do that to you too. So Dude Make your brain watch-
0: hurt. <laughs> I think Theo used the force the other day to open the bathroom door. That's smart puppy. It's, he's not, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I was giving the baby a bath and Theo like locked himself in the bathroom with us somehow. And then suddenly the door flew open at him after he stared at it long enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you also told me that you thought that a ghost was rubbing your dog's stomach this morning.
0: There's a doubt. I think Theo did get a belly rub from a ghost this morning. That is the luckiest dog ever. <laughs> he was so happy. <laughs> I was in the in the baby's room and Theo like followed me down the hall and then stayed in the hall and I heard a man whispering like who's a good boy Who's or something like that but like you know that very mm-hmm. like I'm talking to a dog but I'm going to talk a little whisper voice and it was 100% a man and I just assumed it was Sean and Sean was on the couch with our child and Theo was rolling around on his back like he was getting a belly rub.
1: Meanwhile I've been performing rituals to get a ghost to give me a handy for like months and nothing.
0: <laughs> Only months? <laughs> <laughs> also when I walked out into the hallway to see what Theo was doing, he like got all startled and like, what the fuck? And then he hid under the bed. So I
1: Maybe you're the ghost.
0: Maybe I'm the ghost. Maybe it's scorp- an maybe
1: it's an others situation. Did I spoil that for you guys?
0: Maybe it is. Or maybe his last brain cell finally popped a little.
1: <laughs>
0: like popcorn. <laughs> uh-huh. I have my pop filter on, so you probably can't hear that. That's what that's <laughs> for, right? <laughs> For. Also, also, it keeps people from hearing
1: if you take a sip of soda.
0: <laughs> That's good, because I'm drinking some soda. Is there booze in that soda? There's not. I feel way too crappy to drink. <laughs> it's really sad. I don't like sobriety. Ew. Yeah.
1: I like sobriety. Do you? I do. I like getting messed up, too. But.
0: Fuck around oh, and find out, yo. <laughs> I need
2: to turn off all of these, like, notification notifications. Not-
1: you know what I'm... Just the angle, is your phone humongous? It looks like a fucking speak-and-spell.
2: Oh, well, it's it's my new baby. It's uh, can a Can I Google get a speak-and-spell
1: case for my phone? That'd be amazing.
2: Oh my god, that'd be a <laughs> <laughs> That would be so rad. I would give you a dollar, and I'd be so happy doing it.
1: We can sell phone cases on the merch side. I just have to figure out how to make one look like a speak-and-spell. Do Footphones
0: it. phones are back. Sort of, but... Yeah, they are. It's just it's a confusing, confusing time.
1: Yeah, and they show commercials where people are like watching a movie on their phone in widescreen, and they go, "Oh, I hate widescreen where I can see everything. Let me open up my phone so I can just see a square in the middle of the movie. That's
0: much better." That's how I like to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I get those like eclipse pinhole goggles. Yeah, to wear to the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really works best for me. <laughs> just- that was also useful for the podcast. That's a solid eighty-seven minutes. We can't use. I'm, I'm good at editing.
1: <laughs> you good, are very good at editing. I'm good at editing. I found out that if you're a uh, in Hollywood, if you're a producer slash editor, they call that a predator.
0: Ooh. <laughs> are you sure that's um?
1: <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> it's it's a. I don't know why anyone I don't like know why anyone an, in Hollywood would purposefully want to be known as a predator, but
0: Is that like also if you're an analyst and a therapist? Yes.
1: You're an analogist. Like Tobias,
0: an anal- Anus tart. Gotta pay extra for that. <laughs>
1: So, what are we doing this episode?
0: Fuck if we know. All right. Obviously, we're rambling. Rambling.
1: That's, we do that every episode. <laughs> That's, That's not.
0: That's true. I feel like we're more off topic. We today can't put that
1: on the marquee. Bit. Hey, they ramble this episode. It's <laughs> <That's> not going <laughs> to go well in the show notes.
0: I mean, it kind of sums it up.
1: So, we decided we were going to do Native American ghosts, monsters, legends, spirits.
0: All of the above. Okay. I tried to hit on Bigfoot. I couldn't find him. <laughs> so we, we cannot confirm nor deny what Bigfoot's dick smells like. <laughs> I just have to believe the folks from Anchorman. I'm
1: guessing Mossy Pete, but I really don't know for sure.
0: <laughs> and body odor. A lot of body odor. <laughs> Somewhere between like a hobo and a bear. And if you've ever smelt a bear, I don't recommend it. <laughs> or a hobo. <laughs> His
1: dick got that bear stink. And he's uncircumcised, so you know that it's just like, you know, Cheese City underneath that forest.
0: I'm already nauseous. Let's talk about Bigfoot's dick cheese.
2: You brought it, brought it up.
0: Up. I didn't know we were going to get that about
1: it. <laughs> you know damn well McDonald's policy is strongly if someone says something, you have to try to crank it up just a little bit.
0: To 11. Push that
1: envelope a little further.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Fine. i didn't puke
1: i just thought about it <laughs> throwing a little
2: unkempt bush
1: he's all unkempt bush that's uh a-
0: yeah
2: well yeah but that's just gonna add to yeah. the unpleasantness Smell.
0: yeah yeah have you had sexual encounters with bigfoot please let us know at booze and
2: <laughs> booze and
1: spirits at gmail.com we have actual emails
0: oh yeah But I wasn't sure if that was Booze and Spirits or Booze and Spirits podcast, so I went with what I knew. That's fair. I could be wrong. I think it's Booze and Spirits (laughs) at gmail. So, Native American ghost stories.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's an on-topic episode. (laughs) Oof. (sighs) So, um, how did our research go? I thought I had a good one and it ended up not being a good one, (laughs) so I hope somebody brought the thunder this week. (laughs)
0: I brought two smaller stories. Yeah. From the same area. Excellent. I I brought exactly jack shit. Alright.
2: This was your idea. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> I I, put I found it off a ghost and cow. I,
1: I I lobbied for animals and I found a ghost cow, but no, we're gonna do Native American spirit.
2: I thought I was going to have time at work today, and I didn't.
1: In the tradition of Thanksgiving, our Native American honoring episode will have jack shit to do with Native Americans and be full of our own white
0: self-indulgences.
1: So I hope everyone enjoys
0: Because America. America! My mm-hmm. head hurts. So shall, should I go? What's happening? I'll go. I'll get this out of the
1: way. Okay, what I found was the legend of La Loba. ay ay ay. So the people of the Mojave and northern Mexico speak of a woman that's less of a spirit than she is a goddess. This woman collects the dried, bleached white bones of animals she finds, particularly wolves. She's known as La Huesera. I was able to say that yesterday. La Huacera, the bone woman. La Trapera, the gatherer. Or most commonly, La Loba, the wolf woman the superstitious call her a soul stealer they say she weaves special dream catchers that catch the souls of the deceased so she can trap them and cage
0: them in the light of her fire in the souls of the deceased in these special dream catchers yes. come
2: on baby light my dream catcher fire
0: <laughs> well no the dream catchers not on fire
1: oh. she has a campfire and she traps the souls in the light that the fire gives them.
2: catch my soul fire got it
1: Yeah, that works. Her sole occupation is collecting the bones of animals, particularly those that are in danger of disappearing from the world completely. Her cave is full of bones, largely from desert creatures, deer, rattlesnake, crow, but her favorites are the wolf. When she's collected a full skeleton, she assembles the pieces and sits next to her fire deciding what song to sing. After she decides, she stands over her beautiful white sculpture and lets the song pour from her throat. As her song fills the night, the ribs and legs are the first to flush out. As it gains the strength of the stand, the fur starts to sprout, and its tail begins to curve upwards. As the wolf becomes whole, it runs off into the night, and when a ray of the sun or the moon hits the wolf just right, it transforms into a laughing woman running off into the distance. Now, the reason I picked La Loba is because I stumbled across a story, and then I, like, checked on some search engines, Google and whatnot, and there was, like, a ton of hits on it. And then I realized that All of these hits on this one story, every single website was somebody quoting an excerpt from Women Who Run With Wolves. (laughs) Like in every single page was somebody posting the same portion of that book and talking about how it made them such an amazing person and how they try to live their best life because of it now. So I thought I had like one that was going to give me a lot of deep info and a lot of legends. But no, like all anybody had to say was this one segment from this one book from the 90s. So I was kind of I mean, disappointed it was a in
0: popular that. books.
1: Yep, but. it's kind of disappointed that that's. But then once I, you know, I had already subscribed to that one. I didn't have time to dig out another one, which makes me angry because I had picked out a Native legend months ago that I wanted to revisit. and I forgot to come back to it, so I guess I'll have to save that for another episode, maybe an episode about animal ghosts.
0: Mm. <laughs> I was hoping your sword was slightly longer than that,
1: but... Boy, me good too. thing I brought... Me good too. Good thing I brought, too. Yeah, right?
0: All right. So, I found a couple of interesting things about some areas in South Dakota um, There's related. nothing
1: interesting about anything in South Dakota. I Except
0: these couple of things. to differ. <laughs> <These are laughs> so... My story, my first one, is really cheery. I couldn't find a whole lot of additional details about this. But uh, the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation has a super high youth suicide rate. and Like
1: high for normal places or like high for a reservation? Because those are two very different numbers.
0: <laughs> I believe both. Like, okay. Well, Yeah,
2: Native American suicide rates are the highest in the nation. Like by yeah.
0: race, yeah. And it's like... Ages, like, 12 to 24. Let me see. When did this article that I'm reading get published? So this date says, like, since December of 2014. But I don't know when it was actually published for that statistic. I don't know when their actual timeline is here. But between December of 2014 and the time this article was written, there was 103 suicide attempts on the reservation between people ages 12 and 24. So there is... A theory that the land is stalked by an evil ancient entity that they call Walking Sam. And it sounds like he is similar to like the Slenderman description of a person or Stickman. He feeds on the living. So he'll find people that are already having some mental difficulties or, you know, hitting puberty, which is a mental difficulty on its own. And he starts taunting them in hopes to make them suicidal.
1: Standard negative energy.
0: Yeah. They say that he collects souls of suicide so he doesn't have to wander the earth alone. He convinces the already lost, depressed, or hormonal adolescents that they aren't worthy of life and that they should end it. He's about seven feet tall with no mouth and gangly limbs. When his arms are outstretched, you can see the bodies of Lakota men and women hanging from them. Yikes. There's been multiple attempts of mass suicides at the reservation. One of those was stopped by Pastor John Tubles. He heard one of the plans from being carried out. He and a few other adults went and found a group of teenagers that had nooses hanging from trees, just ready to, like, to Jonesboro that, I guess. Jonesboro? Jonestown. Was it? Is it Jones? Jonestown. Jonestown, Jonesboro, yeah. Jonestown, I told you, my brain is melting from having a fever for three months straight for no apparent Toontown,
1: reason. Toontown. The Toontown mask.
0: Yeah. Um, Another group of all-female teens tried to carry out a similar plan. They were stopped in time. So, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of issues on reservations (laughs) as far as life. Yeah, right? It's not for me to say that this is caused by poverty or walking Sam, but I did think it was a very creepy, interesting story, to say the least.
1: Well, I mean... Can't remember if we touched on this in the defense from the dark arts, but a lot of negative entity entities are looking for people that are already in a weakened state of poverty or or depression or mental oh, anguish because yeah. they're easier to connive. They've already got one foot in the door. So,
0: and then I found another story that uh, did you know South Dakota has its own fire swamp? No, really.
1: Do they have rodents of unusual size? Or? I'm
0: not sure. I did not I mean it sounds like they potentially do. <laughs> so I believe it's Sika Hollow is an area I think it was in northeastern South Dakota. It's very confusing and hard to say. but it is said that evil steeps through every nook and cranny of that area. It has red running springs. We won't talk about the fact that it's probably just, like, a high iron content. But there are, like, you know, red streams and bubbling bogs. So the indigenous people of that area, this is calling them the Dakota Sioux. But I very specifically remember being told when I took a Native American history class that Sioux was derogatory and I'm not supposed to say it. So I'm not sure here why this article is calling them the Sioux instead of the Lakota. But whatever. It's neither here nor there. Anyway, so the... People of this region, between the red water, swamp gas, and tree stumps that glow in the dark, thought that this area was incredibly haunted. doesn't help that there was a rash of mysterious disappearances in the 1970s that corresponded with sightings of a half-man, half-beast similar to Bigfoot in the area. There's also present-day claims of seeing Indian spirits, hearing voices, cries, chanting, and there is apparently quicksand in this area as well.
1: So we can go live out our childhood fantasies of like trying to get out of quicksand.
0: I mean, uh, we got taught that it was going to be a bigger issue than it really I is. Mean, I mean, it feel was like. in
1: every cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So every cartoon was filmed in South Dakota, is what I'm understanding.
0: Apparently, is quicksand not as bad as the cartoons make you think it is? It's apparently not very common and much easier to get out of. Oh,
1: the the point is, if you're in quicksand, don't struggle. Just kind of treat it like water. Try to like move slowly and float through it rather than like thrash.
0: Okay then. Yeah, I think it's you know similar to like real muddy mud. You know, you can get out. Like it's it's rough, but you can get out of it.
1: I mean, you can also get you know stuck in the bottom if you you know, panic and flail around and everything. It's true. If you stay put and try to let buoyancy take over, then you're usually okay, at least until someone can pull you out. And yes, Sue is a derogatory term I just looked up. Is um, it? Cause it, was, it? Yeah, it was a name given to them, derived from a name that uh, neighboring tribes used for them.
0: But uh, meant, like, mm-hmm. um, well,
1: it, meant, it meant like enemies. Um, well, it meant like little snakes. And apparently, Iroquois is of the same thing, where Iroquois was not their own name. It was a name that the neighboring tribes called them
0: by. And then they called themselves the Lakota. There are multiple bands. Mm-hmm. If I remember, Lakota is kind of a broad term for friend.
1: It was Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota, from what I saw in those all-new ally.
0: So this would be the Dakota, then, not the Lakota. Um. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else fun about the bog.
1: Can I live there quite comfortably for some time, if I understand that its dangerous?
0: I mean, I think you might be able to.
1: Should I be on the run from a prince who can hunt a falcon on a cloudy day?
0: I don't think so. I think you're fine with that. <laughs> I don't believe there's... A, I mean, there might be a six-fingered man, but I don't think he's necessarily a threat. No, I
1: I think in these this day and age he works in porn, so it's not...
0: <laughs> Probably. Uh, It looks like it became a national preserve and State Park because no one wants to live there. (laughs) The first white settler that-
1: Detroit National Park.
0: Tried to build his house there. They were like, I don't know about that, bro.
1: That would imply that someday Flint, Michigan is going to be a natural park.
0: It probably is already halfway there. (laughs) They've started the paperwork.
1: (laughs) It is most of the way towards a fire swamp already.
0: (laughs)
2: Don't drink the water. (laughs) Yeah, right? I saw something about, like, oh, yeah, there's lead in the water here. Have a a Brita filter,
0: because I'm sure that's going to take care of it for you. Well, and I mean, this just kind of correlates with the fact that they're saying that the boomers are so aggressive towards, like, customer service folks because of the lead exposure they had as children. So, you know, let's just pass that on to another generation. <laughs> Apparently, lead toxicity equates with uh, violent crimes and just being a dick it does equate
2: with being a dick and you know now i have the teeniest bit of empathy for them but seriously you can you can probably rise above it still i feel like
0: i have less empathy for them you need to quit
1: getting your sociology lessons from uh tiktok because there's no way that everyone who's a dick of a certain generation
2: has lead poisoning.
0: No, but if you like deep dive into it, there was a lot of of lead exposure for that. They generation. used to paint candy with lead paint. Yeah, that was the generation that had lead gasoline and lead paint in their house and lead pipes. They were drinking water out of. Yeah, but they're not the only dickheads. Is my point? Like, <laughs> they're vastly more uh, more in bulk, though. I don't know that that's true. It is, trust it's me. just there's I, I,
1: more of them, so that's so if you have a certain percentage of people are dickheads, and you have this group is a larger percentage of the population, then you're going to see more dickheads from that group than you are from not, any other
0: group. There's not actually more boomers at this point in time.
1: No, because COVID's been you know cleaning out the under. Um, <laughs> I see plenty of non-boomer dicks all over the internet. That's all. As, oh, absolutely. As, some,
0: <laughs> as someone that works in customer service. I'm going to say that this is a valid phenomenon. The boomers are a bit harder to work with in general.
1: Yeah. And every time, for every customer service job I had, it was always people who were in my age group who were the biggest dickheads or younger.
2: I don't know. My experience with the younger people was they weren't necessarily dicks, but they were just
0: immature and stupid they but they might not be friendly but they're not throwing hot soup in people's faces no
2: the the that throwing woman was of food. like
0: 36 what are you talking this about is, it's not just this one woman like <laughs> but she wasn't a boomer <laughs> do you know who i've been screamed at at my job by at any of my jobs by our boomers well, for maybe things that's that have- you <laughs> nick just wants to pick fights this week no so. i'm just
1: saying you you try to blanket state these things, and it's just not. Applicable. It's anecdotal
0: evidence rather than quantitative evidence. It's something they're actually doing research on now, though, and is actually Who? corresponding properly. Who? The scientific community, Nick. What's I just. Did- a- <laughs> People are dying in the
1: streets and people are putting money into deciding if boomers are dickheads.
0: They started this before COVID because this phenomenon has been happening for a few years. Like it was literally, we would have meetings about why is this age group suddenly so angry all the time when they're coming into our restaurant that caters to them. I don't feel good enough to argue with you. Like, do you want to do the show or do you want me to go? (laughs)
1: So I have to accept what you say or you'll leave. Alright, fine,
0: I accept what you say. I just, it's, this is always like, you don't ever want to listen, you just want to fight. And I'm tired of it, and I'm tired. I've been sick for months straight and you're just a dick. But
1: you come in with, I heard, and I saw, and that's it.
2: (laughs) Holy shit, she really left. She did, yeah. Okay, I did not expect that.
1: Nope, she's pretty well convinced that her view of the world is the reality and anyone who tries to argue that is, is picking on her specific.
2: Right. <laughs> okay, so what do we want to do now?
0: Oh, do you, <laughs> do you have a story?
2: <laughs> I don't. I didn't come oh, up with anything. Okay. Although, right. um, so I was totally gonna, like, throw it to you guys and be like, oh, wait a second, isn't, a uh, Wendigo a Native American ghost story? It tell, is. Tell me about that. Oh. Because <laughs> if I tell you about that, I'm going to tell it wrong. <laughs> and oh, you guys are well, going to be like, "Uh, no, it's not.
1: I mean, we kind of touched on that uh, in the mining episode. Um, the, I mean, Wendigo is, and I don't have any notes in front of me, this is mostly going from memory, is primarily from, it's basically a cautionary tale about cannibalism, mm-hmm. is what it comes to, is people who are caught out in the winter and have poor access to food, like if they cross that line, where they're willing to eat other humans who have died or, or have not died and, you know, need to die to eat.
2: Need to eat to not die?
1: Yeah. About those people cross a line and they never come back. It's It turns into a hunger that can't be satiated, is the
2: idea. Does the, like, superhuman strength actually come into the tales?
1: Well, I mean, a lot of it is, it's likened, I mean, it would be likened in Western culture a lot to, like, a demonic possession. Also, a lot of times in native stories, they have a lot of like transformations, like a you know, like the skinwalker or a werewolf type type phenomenon, where the person starts to transform into this bestial creature who hungers for human flesh. And a lot of the stories were really I'm trying to remember because I know I touched on this. Uh, I, I looked into some of this not too long ago, but I don't remember it really great. A lot of it was like the only way to kill them would be to cut out their heart. And usually, the heart was made of ice
2: I saw something that said that they were an ice person mm-hmm. or something. And I mean I was well like, I
1: mean, and that's you know when when a native or someone resorts to cannibalism, that's usually what's happened is it's the middle of winter and fair. we have yeah. no food or we don't have enough food and and we're getting fucking desperate <laughs> <so> <laughs> that usually breaks down.
2: Well, it almost sounds like other creatures like the one that comes to mind because I watch too much Supernatural is a Rougarou and oh yeah i mean they they told it as being two completely different entities but and in supernatural you could kill it by basically flamethrowering it to death know, for the uh, Wendigo anyway
1: yeah um i know a lot of uh like i said a lot of native lore places ice as a companion element or power to the Wendigo I'm trying to remember the lugaru cuz the is... The is basically a offshoot of French werewolf stories. Really? Yeah. garou is a French word. It's, it's, garou is French for wolf. Oh. And I forget where the are from, but it's, it's, yeah. And, and that's why it's kind of from like, you know, French Canada and also Canadian, French Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a French Canadian story, but it's also comes up a lot in like, uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, that area—they talk mm-hmm. about the rougarou quite a bit.
2: Well, it just the flesh eating that you talk about with the Wendigo is very similar to that, and one of the stories of rougarou like almost starts to um, decay, mm. like they be they you, they are obviously no longer human mm-hmm. um, and become more more monster like instead of just yeah. you know being a human who happens to enjoy the flesh of other humans.
1: <laughs> well, and I I yeah, I'm trying to remember what I what I saw for like the Wendigo and some of these. I think it came up when when I was looking up the uh stone giants and I also because those myths kind of overlapped with a lot of ice giant stuff, which overlapped in turn with the windigo. Uh-huh. Um, well, you know, a lot of times like I say they'd be more beastial, they'd start growing body hair, some of them had stories of their body becoming armored either from stone or ice that Mm -hmm. had grown or or stuck to them over time. Native culture and Western culture, primarily cannibalism is looked down upon. So someone who engaged in that act would, of course, be ostracized from the rest of the society (laughs) and pushed out to the woods where they're living on their own. And yeah, they'll get a little bit bestial and, and, and unkempt and a little bit of a wild man about them. Makes a lot Is that of sense. where
2: Bigfoot comes from? Do all of these stories, like, intersect with each other? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean,
1: Bigfoot, I think, I know some people want to place that to being ancient memories of, like, Australopithecus.
2: You're going to have to explain that to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a, it's an early humanoid, uh, uh, you know, a large, hairy humanoid from oh, okay. early. okay. Yeah, I mean. Got it. Okay. You know, there used to be many, many, many races of humanoid and uh, animals on Earth, and Homo sapien has pretty much wiped the rest of them out over the generations.
2: As we do.
1: <laughs> As we do.
2: We're going to wipe ourselves out pretty soon, so.
1: Hey, you know, we gotta... Don't start something you can't finish, right? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> You know, Neanderthal is one that we're kind of most familiar with. right? And a lot of people have some Neanderthal DNA, but, you know, there's lots of, what is that, the Dinov- Dinovacins? I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm, I'm trying to picture in my mind how it's spelled. Um, which were more like hobbit-sized people from Asia.
2: I want to be um, a hobbit-sized person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, um was a much larger humanoid. I don't. think about that one though is I don't know if they ever found any evidence that it was in North America. But I don't think it would surprise me greatly if it was. I don't know a ton about the mm-hmm. humanoid fossil record, unfortunately. But I, I think that there's a lot of people think that Native stories and Tibetan stories of the Bigfoot and the Yeti may be retellings of encounters with australopithecus. Oth- I can't even say now australopithecus. Um,
2: have you been drinking? I have. But, okay, <laughs> me me too.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, but also there's, you know, the whole other strangeness aspect to a lot of Bigfoot encounters. And, and and I kind of fall into this camp where they kind of place it more along the lines of an other, like a alien or a spirit or, you know, possibly something interdimensional that can kind of phase in and out of our reality. You know, something akin to a Fei or a Jin, something like that something that, you know, has a different home plane of existence, but it shows up on ours once in a while Mm -hmm. for whatever reason they may have. And then a lot of people think it's, you know, just an actual physical animal that's out there living in the the tall brush somewhere where it's hard to find it. Sheesh. You know, and, and the argument there is that we, as people, kind of figure that, you know, it's kind of hard to get too far into the woods and not be seen, but, when we go out into the woods, we follow the roads to get up there. And, like, there's entire national parks in this country that have no road access. The only mm-hmm. way to get to them are to hike in.
2: Well, so, and literally one wrong turn and somebody's lost for ever mm-hmm. or for two weeks or... Yeah.
1: yeah. So there are large portions of the country that just are not watched and are not regularly treaded by people. So, you know, there could be an argument to that as well.
2: You know, I've always wanted to have a better understanding of human evolution, you know, where, where we came from the, you know, single land mass Mm -hmm. and as it split, I mean, like, I, I always thought that at least with North America, there wasn't any humans on there until they came over from Asia on Mm -hmm. the land bridge. But then very recently somebody said that the land bridge thing was debunked. (laughs) <laughs> um, but it, I guess it would make sense, as if, you know, humans started evolving before the land split, then there would have been humans on every continent, and we all, we all evolved differently, which would start to explain some of the language differences, but could also explain how people in v- vastly different areas have very similar stories mm-hmm. to each other.
1: Well, I think... If I remember right, the relative current position of the continents was somewhere around 240 million years ago, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there, which, as far as we know, I think we only think humans go back two or three million years, or hominids do. But there is a lot of evidence that humans had civilization before the Tigris and Euphrates rivers like that's usually where people think of the cradle of civilization is the Tigris and Euphrates mm-hmm. roughly 6000 years ago yeah um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we're digging up like i think i think the oldest i've seen was somebody found what looked like an astrological observatory that went back about 1.3 million years mm-hmm. so that would definitely you know, skew that way the hell back if people are right. are building and observing the stars that far back. I, and so the idea, and this is one that I like, and I think it's one that was it Graham Hancock that was putting it forward. I think so that humanity is a race with amnesia, that at least once and possibly multiple times, human civilization has risen up and then some kind of catastrophe has knocked us the fuck back down and we had to kind of climb back up mm-hmm. again. And we kind of have a minor version of that between like the Egyptian and the Euphrates. Uh, what civilization was that that was in the Euphrates? Gosh, I can't remember the name for it. They wrote in Sanskrit. Their legend was Gilgamesh. And I can't remember <laughs> who the people were. It's <laughs> killing me. Sumerians. That's who. Oh, so like between, yeah. between the Egyptians and the Sumerians. And now we kind of had the dark age and middle ages,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, where, you know, from, you know, roughly 400 A.D. to 1,000 A.D. Like, we weren't doing a lot of record-keeping. Like, <laughs> people were still around and going living day-to-day, but we weren't really, as a group, really taking care of, like, how we got here or, or record-keeping or anything like that. That's what the Dark Ages were. So there's an argument that at one or more points in history, humans have been globally civilized, Um, but we got knocked back down a peg and and had to kind of rebuild Um, a lot of you know tribes and civilizations have legends of a great flood for instance right
2: yeah that's kind kind of the thing i'm talking about
1: yeah kind of fucked everything up and then a lot of civilizations uh like some in south america and some in north america other parts of the world have stories of foreigners arriving that come with technology like agriculture and stuff like that so there's an idea that possibly some of the upper educated and technologically advanced people after the catastrophe decided okay well let's get back out there and try to get everyone back up to speed as Mm -hmm. best we can
2: (laughs) right yeah it almost sounds like the earth has been through what five or six mass extinctions
1: yeah something like that you know
2: it almost sounds like while humans weren't completely wiped off The face of the planet they were left in so few numbers that they basically like you said had to start from scratch Mm -hmm. i don't know i just i find that kind of stuff really interesting but i've never taken it any further than oh that's interesting i wonder what's for dinner
1: and then you know depending on who lives throughout the thing like they may not have the skills for agriculture or architecture or something like that like uh, Joe Rogan has a bit where he says, "If I left you alone in the woods, how long before you send me an email?" Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how quickly yeah. can I get out of the woods? Does Horizon cover the woods? Are, did exactly. you leave me so, with like, my cell long, phone?
1: How long would it take you to, you know, get the tech, the the understanding and the technology and the resources you need together? Like, this is an interesting thing. No one person knows how to make a computer mouse on the planet
2: Earth. Really.
1: All the components are made by different companies, by different people with different technologies from around the world, so no single entity is making a mouse, a computer mouse. It's all being you know sure an accumulation of all these different technologies and and individuals
2: i I have never actually thought about that, but you're absolutely right i mean every <laughs> every microchip every solder is you know. a a different piece of the whole, but they Mm -hmm. are all separate pieces until you put them together.
1: Yeah. Someone knows how to manufacture this from the components. Yeah. Somebody knows how to program it. Somebody knows how to build this component. Somebody knows how to build that component. (laughs) But no one really knows how... No one can build the whole thing from scratch. You know, as I'm saying, this is probably some smart-ass going, oh, I'm going to go 3D print one and build one from scratch, which, you know, I suppose someone, if they put the time into it, could
2: figure sure, it out. Sure.
1: But it's not something that anyone is just, you know, walking around with that knowledge in their head.
2: Exactly. You're not. They're not teaching that in college. One or no. two very exceptional outliers could probably figure it out, but nobody's <laughs> job is to know this stuff inside and out for every single last component that goes into it. Yeah. I really wish I would have come up with a story, but I, like, I was just, well, this,
1: <laughs> this is an interesting discussion. It's not, especially I, I think it topic, is too.
2: well, and it amazes me. Like I've heard of Sumerians, but I have no context of like where they were or when they were. So oh. when you were trying to come up with the word, I'm like, I have no idea. And then a few minutes <laughs> before that, it was like, oh, what is the name of that, you know, tribe or whatever. And I'm like, I don't. No, like how do you know things and i don't know things i know some things you want to i don't know Uh, talk about how to have empathy for people i know that
1: no i'm (laughs) not interested in that at all
2: i didn't think you were but you know that's that's what i know i yeah i have uh, and there
1: you go if the world ended tomorrow and is you and i left behind i'd be full of useless trivia and you'd be left with you know how to empathize for all the people that died, and we'd, we'd both starve in a year or two at, at the best. Possibly.
2: Or we'd do some sort of bartering, like, okay, we're both right-handed, so we can eat each other's <laughs> left arms, and you have calves the size of Montana, so we should probably just shave a little off here and there. Yeah. <laughs> the cannibalism just psh, right off the top. Didn't yep. even try to pick any berries or whatever.
1: The last hominoid to live was a wendigo. That was how it, <laughs> that's how it all went down. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't
2: rewrite their own story in the best way. You would think that, you know, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to talk myself up because there's nobody here to contradict me.
1: I need to make that into a t-shirt. This uh, a last humanoid stand. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it be like humans, yetis, Sasquatch, and wendigos. Those will be, you know, the final four.
2: Can it be a battle royale?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is. <laughs> to the extinction.
2: Dude, those are some pretty high stakes. That would actually be really interesting. Not that I want <laughs> any species to go extinct, but.
1: Some of have have come.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: well. Katie, I don't know what she was coming up with for a drink. She was very conscious about making a cocktail for a Native American story <laughs> because okay. because Native Americans and alcohol have not always been real good partners throughout history. So,
2: well, do Native Americans? Yeah. So, I'm I'm assuming this is a very stupid question, but I feel like in most of the history stories they were given alcohol spirits rather than making it themselves
1: and what i was taught in school and you know i assume there's a bit of this to it though i'm uh, not a thousand percent um sure on it is that civilizations that grew up with alcohol have greater alcohol tolerance so like the italians have good alcohol Mm -hmm. tolerance and the Greek have good alcohol tolerance and and so on and so forth. But like the Native Americans, they've only had alcohol for, you know, a thousand years if that, like, you know, mm-hmm. more like 500. So, you know, that's kind of a, a sore point with them that so much of, of their civilization has been, you know, run amok sure. by alcohol. So I don't know what she was coming up with. We talked about a couple things, like um, maybe like a hemp-infused drink instead, Ooh. or uh, maybe some sort of aperitif, but I don't know what she came up with. Hopefully she will have some kind of recipe to give me that we can put up on here when she's calmed down and ready to talk to me again.
2: <laughs> you may need to send chocolates. <laughs>
1: Well, if Katie ever talks to us again, we are planning, uh, we're coming up on our holiday sprint, so we already talked about what some future episodes would be. I think the next episode is going to be Hanukkah.
2: It is Hanukkah.
1: Because Hanukkah starts in November this year, I guess.
2: It does. I have lots and lots of advertisements on Facebook that tell me that. I don't know why Facebook thinks I'm Jewish. Do you ever um,
1: think you have Jewish friends you need to buy presents for?
2: Yeah i I live in Roseburg, Oregon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. Like there,
1: no. I know, like I know, like two Jews. Yeah, in all of those.
2: I parts. used to know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know that many in Roseburg. I used to have uh, several Jewish friends, but I mean, that was many, many years ago, and I never kept in touch with any of them.
1: But we, Katie and I discussed it earlier. So next episode, we will do Hanukkah slash Jewish ghosts. Hopefully with, uh, better results than we did with Native American. I, <laughs> we're just gonna, we're just gonna do shitty cultural episodes from here on out. <laughs> we're gonna take your, we're gonna say, hey, let's talk about your culture and then just, just fuck it up. Just ruin the shit out of it. Just right. Yeah. Just, just but molest it like a, like Uncle Billy no-pop.
2: I, I really, really hope that, at least it's seen as our laziness and horribleness rather than a disrespect. Spite. You know, like those <laughs> are two spite and disdain. Yeah, those are two <laughs> very different things. There is no spider disdain on this end.
1: We have no hate no. in our heart, but we got a lot of laziness oh, in our ass. Yes, that's,
2: very much <laughs> that's so. Where it
1: comes down to
2: my laziness, <laughs> game is on point.
1: <laughs> Check out our show notes. Uh, hopefully we'll get a recipe from Katie at some point when she feels like talking to me again. Um,
2: yeah. I'm not sure if I'm in the doghouse or not. Cause I was trying to defend your position towards the end.
1: No, she's angry at me because I always do this to her where I, where because I haven't accepted her answer, I'm not listening to her, Yeah, which I don't know. There's something about me and I have yet to pin it down, but people think that when I argue against their point, that means that I'm disrespecting their point and, it's always has to be my way. And I never understood why. If I don't agree with their point, I'm the bad guy. But if they don't agree with my point, it's just a conversation. And I've had that happen with a lot of people. I'm sure it's something about myself. It, I, don't I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It has to be because it happens with so many people that I talk
2: to. Well, so <laughs> I would say maybe 10 or more years ago, there was a hostility around. Not accepting, you had a hostility about not accepting other people's points, like they were stupid and wrong, or at least I felt like you were telling me I was yeah, well, stupid I, and wrong. But I I
1: was an angrier person then, and I also used social media, so yeah. that was a different well, situation. That was a different nick.
2: And Well, now <laughs> it is more of an argument of one side versus another, and, and let's talk through the benefits and the drawbacks of each. Um, like, I have this same struggle with all the time. Like, we, we had this, like, really deep discussion, but it was mostly me talking about, Mm -hmm. she said that she was just so tired of all the Black Lives Matter stuff. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And she's like, well, (laughs) racism, it doesn't really exist anymore. And I'm like, you're out of your you are really just out of touch like
1: you know it's it's easy to see that when you live in an extraordinarily white area and yeah,
2: that's what exactly what I told her and I'm like <laughs> I have Hispanic family, I have Asian family, my future sister-in-law is black. Like all yeah. of these people have you know and, then, and I understand this is anecdotal, but they've all experienced racism. I've experienced racism. My first day at Douglas High School, my first class at Douglas High School, having moved here from Southern California and somebody made a joke about Asian pussies being slanted. And I was like, What the hell?
1: And I don't and I can't even remember how many years I knew you before I even knew that you were half Asian. Well that's the pr- like- that's the
2: problem is <laughs> I don't look it so people don't censor themselves what I get oh, is copy. that so
1: it wasn't directed at no, you it was just something you'd heard No,
2: okay. it it was it was the backhanded racism that mixed race people get where you assume that you're, you know, somebody assumes they're among their same kind, yeah. they make a yeah. joke not understanding that, you know, whatever. Like yeah. you can't yeah. necessarily assume that what you see is what you get and you have to be a little more sensitive to everybody and when she just tossed out this black lives matter is stupid i tried to be very objective and just t- yeah. state my case but i think she felt like i was attacking her and that i thought she was you know racially insensitive and honestly she has come so far she used to be yeah, a I'm lot sure. worse than she was I'm sure well you know the
1: and i've i've had this talk because i've talked to some people online that are you know, talk about how how anyone who's conservative or right-wing, they just don't want to have anything to do with them. Like, well, that's not fair. Like, I know that you've suffered at the hands of people mm-hmm. like that, but treating them like shit is not going to win them to your side. No. I mean, I've known people who said to me, like, boy, what's it like doing theater with gay people? I'm like, well, I mean...
2: Like doing theater It's like always? doing theater.
1: And like, yeah. well, aren't you afraid they're going to hit on you? I'm like, well... Not anymore. That I'm afraid that a girl I'm not attracted to is right, going to hit yeah. on me. Like, what's?
2: <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure. Um. So I was wearing a rainbow mask because I like rainbows. Yeah. And I'm not willing to give up rainbows. And this girl <laughs> last night at this thing was like, "You should totally uh-huh. come see me at Abbey sometime." And I'm like, oh, I think I just got hit on. Son of a bitch. It's yeah. been years. No,
1: I've, had, I've had gay guys hit on me, especially <laughs> in the theater. I'm like,
2: no, yeah. no thanks. But, but that's it. Like, you know, it's like if, you know, you hit on a lesbian or I hit yeah. on a. Which I've done. A, I've when done. I hit on a gay dude and they're like, no, I'm gay. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Okay, well, I'm going to take the compliment because God knows that doesn't happen every day and I'm going to move on with my life. Mm-hmm.
1: But I had this conversation with someone who, you know, someone you know who was, you know, very conservative, brought up right wing, brought up, and I said, "No, it's not a, it's not a thing." Like, like, and I said, like, you, you know, the part about, hey, you know, it's just like a girl I don't want hit. Right? I mean, so oh, okay, and it just kind of like kind of sunk in that oh, maybe that's not such a you know big deal. And, like it, j- it, you know, and it, it didn't make him jump to the front of the pride parade, but it kind of opened up the door exactly. a little bit, to, like
2: you know so that's
1: we all have to we all have to talk to each other and coexist we can't shut each other out of our lives and our perspectives if we want yeah allies
2: <laughs> well and and you probably would have made that same type of argument to somebody else and they may have thought that you know you were shutting them down or whatever and it's that person's low self-esteem so like well the,
1: yeah people and especially with the advent of social media everyone's bought so much into labeling everyone label themselves label each other that they've decided that if you don't 100% support whatever this nebulous abstract Mm -hmm. thought is you don't support them and that's just a way to put to make yourself a victim all the time and if you don't want to be a victim quit thinking
2: like that Mm -hmm.
1: but some people do want to be victims so then there's also
2: right (laughs) i don't know like i it's hard i have a very hard time Understanding the anti vaxxers understanding.
1: You have to be able to separate yourself from your thoughts. Yeah. Like just because you, just because you had a thought. I mean, it's the whole thing with science. Like science is this is the best th- thing that we've come up with. Your thoughts are the best thing that you personally have come up with. Don't lock into those like it's the that gets your entire being. Be ready to let those thoughts change and adapt and and adjust themselves.
2: What you said. <laughs> more of that please
1: yes please yes
2: but long story short somebody's very poor self esteem can inhibit the message that you're trying to give
1: it can and and i don't even know to me it doesn't read as self esteem maybe it does to you i think it's just that they've they've decided to lock who they are into this label mm-hmm. and that's don't be a label man be a person yeah. you have a name be the be the name Be Nick, be Mel, be whoever. Just don't be, I'm one of these. Like, that doesn't do any good for anybody. The first thing the government wants you to do is fight with your neighbor instead of come to them and say, hey, why didn't this work right? Right. Like, (laughs) that's the first thing they want you to do is the government will say, well, it would have worked if your neighbor didn't fuck it up. And then you go get angry at your neighbor. That's, that's That's the number one thing that the government wants is for us to fight with each other. What the media wants is for us to fight with each other. Right. The people need to stand together. Yeah, <laughs> The government yeah. need to work for us. The media needs to work with yes. us, for us.
2: <laughs> but the more that we argue, the more that we consume the media so that we have more arguments to go fight the next battle and the next war and all of that. Blah,
1: blah, 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 blah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it feels like it's practically impossible to find information that isn't overly biased one way or another
1: like you you said 10 years ago i was a much harsher individual and 10 years ago i was also using a lot more social media than i do now yeah i use almost i don't i use almost no now like i use instagram you know and and not for anything political Mm -hmm. it's mostly just i want to see cool pictures right (laughs) i you know i i've shut down my usage of twitter almost entirely i was only using it for the podcast And then I started getting into like conversations and talking and I saw myself building back up into, you know, I'm arguing with this person, person. I said, no, fuck it, I'm done. I will use, I will log on to Twitter when I need to post something for the podcast. You know, if I get a notification, somebody tagged me in something, I'll maybe check it out. But other than that, I don't touch it.
2: Yeah. God, I haven't been (laughs) on Twitter in years.
1: And I can't help but think, you know, I feel like a much happier person from cutting all that shit out, all that social media, Mm -hmm. you know. As a youth, I was essentially a sociopath, like <laughs> i I knew how to manipulate people, and I got off on doing it and I had to you know have the come to Jesus moment about do I want to be this person or not mm-hmm. and I decided i didn't want to be that person, but the thing is I learned how to manipulate people really good, really good at manipulating
2: people. And it wasn't like a subconscious manipulation. These were, you know, very deliberate.
1: It could go both ways. Okay. I could do it without you noticing. I could talk you into it. It would, it could work either way. But the thing is, I quit doing that. I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be a person that would make my mommy cry. That was the, you know, what it broke down to in the long run of things. Which, um,
2: is amazing. Like, no, there's a very few people who have that level of self-awareness. And mm-hmm. I mean, everybody says that they want to change. Everybody, you know, wants to be the better person or whatever. But there are some really, really tough. Uh, well, it's not easy. Yeah, it's it's not easy. <laughs> there's some tough realities that have to be faced in order to do that kind of thing.
1: You have, to, you have to decide what you're comfortable with in yourself and what you're not. And you have to, like, look at each individual thing you do. And, you know, and you know I'm not perfect now. I'm still, you know, growing and trying to be better every day. Sure. Uh, but I learned a lot about manipulating people. And seven, eight years ago, I'm looking at Facebook. I'm telling people, do you guys realize this is a manipulation tool? Mm-hmm. This is exactly designed to make you angry so you engage so that you are using their site and everyone told me i was crazy and now we fast forward today and they're like oh well they
2: have all these algorithms that have yeah. been revealed to make you angry and <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you what when you first went off of social media it planted a seed in my brain like i yeah. i don't think i supported or Disliked it one way or the other mm-hmm. I understood your your reasons And I was like, okay, I totally respect that But now, like, I've unfollowed Just about everybody I see dogs And yeah. very, very close family And Friends. well and that was
1: and that was my big fear about leaving social media is that there's all these people from my past right that Facebook is the only way I ever contact them. Exactly, is the only way I ever contact these people and you know what I found out when I quit those things and I gave these people paths to keep in contact with me if they wanted and none of them did so the only reason they ever engaged with me to begin with was because it was convenient right So, how, what am I really missing if, if the only time that they're willing to deal with me is when it's convenient for them? I'm not really missing a lot from that person not being around. (laughs) I,
2: I, I would say that I agree with that perspective like 85%. That's fair. Uh. No, that's,
1: it's a hard, it's a, it is a hard one to bite. And that's what, you know, I wanted to quit it much earlier than I actually did because that's a hard thing to wrap your head around. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that I don't talk to anymore that I really, really enjoy. Mm -hmm. But the only reason I ever talked to them was because they were on Facebook and it was convenient.
2: And that would be the only way I would probably ever (laughs) talk to my brother and sister and stepmom. Partially, it's
1: now see for, Yeah, and for someone like that, where you, you know, that's the only path you have and you don't want to cut them out, then yeah, I understand that. Like,
2: I'm also horrible at keeping in contact with people. I really (laughs) am. (laughs) I mean,
1: mean, it's not like I'm, you know, putting a ton of effort out there in my part either, but it was the convenience of it.
2: (laughs) But I've been trying to figure out how to cut it out completely, because I really, it's a time drain, it's... Um, it feeds my outrage for this, that, or the other thing. Oh yeah, I
1: would be, I would be dwelling on things for hours mm-hmm. that someone else posted, like and you know, biding my time to wait to come back in so I could come in and zing them like later. And like, I don't want to waste two hours of my day being angry and ready to zing someone on something later. Like, who the f- what the fuck kind of life is that? Exactly.
2: <laughs> it's no, it, yeah, it's not worth it. And now, like. I don't even like being around the family because they post a bunch of right wing crap that really pissed me off and uh-huh. you know i was just like but the thing is if you went and actually talked to them face to face you'd have no problem with it probably not i never did before i mean that i mean the people
1: i argued with the most on facebook like i'd see them in public go hey how's it going oh all
2: right hey we, we,
1: you know we should work on this play oh, okay yeah sounds like a great idea but then we get online and people thought that we just had like vendettas yeah. against each other like
2: <laughs> i have a hard time not separating the being able to separate the two so now, yeah. like, you know, with holidays coming up and, you know, having to go over to her house and see these people and I don't want to and try to back up any claims that I may have made online and <laughs> I just, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to be part of it.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah.
1: dot com is the website.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have some, we'll have some
1: show notes on this. We'll have the... We'll have where you can catch the Joe Rogan podcast so you can hear about social media killing us all. Um <laughs> <laughs> boy, I guess I got stuck there. Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> please drink responsibly and in an accordance with your local laws.
1: Don't end up our nose our next ghost. Ooh. Um. Don't end up on social media ostracizing everyone you care about. Like,
2: yeah, that shit will haunt you forever.
1: It's th- your best Christmas gift you can give yourself is quitting social
2: media. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was ready with that in the in the hopper for like Kel to ask me, "What do you want for Christmas?" to say, "Give up social media." But she found something on her own. She didn't ask me. <laughs> 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 do
2: you guys just buy yourselves gifts and say that they're from the other person in spirit?
1: No. That'd probably be a good idea. We always try to be, buy each other gifts. I I try to think of something that will, like, you know, hit them in a, a particular way of their being, and, like, other people just, like, have no idea what to do with Like, they just want to buy me, like, toys. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, tells them, well, I never know what to buy you, because you buy yourself everything. It's like, well, bitch, I know when it's on sale. <laughs> <laughs>